The Lord be with you. And with your spirit. Our reading from the Holy Gospel according to Matthew. When Jesus saw the crowds, he went up the mountain, and after he had sat down, his disciples came to him. He began to teach them, saying, Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are they who mourn, for they will be comforted. Blessed are the meek, for they will inherit the land. Blessed are they who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they will be satisfied. Blessed are the merciful, for they will be shown mercy. Blessed are the clean of heart, for they will see God. Blessed are the peacemakers, for they will be called children of God. Blessed are they who are persecuted for the sake of righteousness, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are you when they insult you and persecute you and utter every kind of evil against you falsely because of me. Rejoice and be glad, for your reward will be great in heaven. The Gospel of the Lord. The number of young people, teenagers and young adults, who are seeking professional psychiatric and psychological help for anxiety and loneliness has increased almost exponentially over the last 10 years. In fact, for most of us who are younger, or for especially for the college students, maybe even yourselves, you don't have to think very hard and long to know someone who has struggled or is struggling with anxiety, loneliness, depression. And while there are many, certainly, causes for this increase, one of the great challenges, especially with loneliness and anxiety, is the use of technology, especially social media. You would think, it, you know, it would seem almost intuitive, that in a society that is more connected to each other than at any point in the history of humanity, that there would be less and fewer people feeling lonely, feeling isolated, feeling anxious about the world. And yet the exact opposite is seemingly taking place. That it seems almost that the more we're connected, the more that we dive into and delve into a life that is lived digitally and not in reality, we feel anxious, we feel isolated, we feel as if no one understands. Just this past weekend, I was visiting uh, Richmond, Virginia, some friends there. I went to college there, and I was visiting a friend, and I was helping him move from his apartment into his new house, and his, the person who was, I guess, subletting until the lease switches over is there. New to the town, new to the professional world. And my friend was saying to me, oh, I feel so sorry for her because she's so isolated, she's so alone, she doesn't know anyone. And the entire time that there were two human beings in the room with this person, what was she doing? She was on her phone. 
She was on her phone. She was isolating herself from the two people in the room and the one person who could connect her with the world. And so we have this, and then we have this fear of missing out, this FOMO, and we, we isolate ourselves even more. We, we don't want to do anything unless we know everyone else is doing it. And when we do it, we want other people to support us and to like all of our images and to click on all of our whatever Snapchats or whatever they are. I apologize, I'm still not well-versed in Snapchat. <laughs> and yet today, in his wonderful and gratuitous generosity, the Lord comes to us and says, I have already claimed you for myself. And not only that, but you are a member of a communion that, as the first reading tells us, that there was a mark placed on our forehead. In baptism, we were claimed not only for Christ, but for the church. The church here and now, the church throughout the world, and the church that reigns with God forever in heaven. Because of what God does and has done for us, we are never alone. We are never isolated. There are myriads upon myriads of saints in heaven who are loving us, who are praying for us, who desire for us to know the love that they know in Christ Jesus in the fullness of heaven. To know the love that is possible through a sacramental life, through a holy life, through a virtuous life. They want to show us how to live, but they also want to assure us that that sin you're struggling with there's a saint, and maybe a lot of them in heaven, who struggled with the same thing. That struggle that you're having at work, there's a saint in heaven who overcame that virtuously and in a sanctified way and in a holy way. We are never alone. We always have our brothers and sisters in this communion of saints that we celebrate today. We are always one in Christ, in the church, and with the saints. And not only that, but as you know, St. John tells us in that beautiful second reading, we are the children of God now, but God also desires that we become like Him. And so this world is not just about friendship, it's about greatness. That the Lord wants us not just to be someone who has an okay life, but to have a life that echoes through eternity. To have a life that means something to someone or to a lot of someones. To be the change in this world that we need. And so God is not just calling us to be in this family, to be in this community. He's calling us to greatness in there, to transcendence, to eternal life. And so we get to these beautiful beatitudes and we recognize, though, that that transcendent, beautiful life that we're all called to, that community of believers that we were incorporated into in baptism, that life is not easy. That life requires sacrifice. Blessed are the poor in spirit, they who mourn, the meek, those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, the merciful, the clean of heart, the peacemakers, those who are persecuted for the sake of righteousness. Those are difficult things. And yet, when we live that out, we truly live. And it is the saints who show us not only how to live, but also how to die. The saints show us that in a life that is poured out, in a life that is given to the Lord and given to each other, 
Our life has meaning. And a meaning and a purpose and a unity that cannot be replaced by anything else. When we seek for that unity that only comes from God and something else, we create a deeper thirst, a deeper longing in our life. And the saints and Christ are calling to us today. They're saying, live this life. Live this life. This one that always prioritizes the good of the other. That puts the common good ahead of my personal ambition. That says, I love more than it says, I want. This is what God calls us to today. He calls us to this wonderful life, this common life, this beautiful life that we share together. God wants us to start living and to start living now because at some point in every saint's life, they had to make a decision to live or to die for Christ Jesus. And each one of them made that decision and God bless them. They responded to what God was calling them. If we go through life making all the choices for ourselves and choosing to do what we want over anything else, the life of sanctity is closed to us. Hell is a choice. Heaven is a gift. And God calls us to the gift. He calls us to the blessedness. He calls us to the freedom that comes from Him. He doesn't want us to be alone. He doesn't want us to come and sit here and not know anyone. He wants us to be with him now and forever. And so today, we have the choice in front of us to stand up, to choose to live in community and communion with each other and with Christ Jesus, and to get busy living that beautiful, that wonderful, that good, that true life that only God has in store for us.